What's up, everybody? Today we're talking to Manchester bombing and the big debate, are black people allowed to be racist? All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. I feel like I'm doing a robot dance. Do the Rachel dance. Right. This is for Rachel True, who's not here today. I can't do it because I have to hold my headphones on. Just be like DJ. Right, there you go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I am your host, Daryl Kristen. Joining me today is the head-bobbing Courtney Stewart. Head-bobbing, yep. What's up, y'all? She said it. You said I'm really excited. I did. I'm not, I don't sound excited. No, I'm you not don't. excited. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying oh, it again. Yes. What's up, everybody? There hey, you y'all. go. That's what I'm talking about, Courtney. And, and I don't sound like me at all, but okay. All right, and DJ Jesse J. <laughs> What's up? Rachel True is not here again she's today, not. but we, she, we did get note that she's coming note. back. She's coming back. She's coming back. Every week she tells us she's coming back. Every week she tells us that. But if you're missing her, there's a really interesting article on her in LA Weekly this week. Really? She didn't it even just, tell us about it. I just it. found it online. I, she didn't tell me either. I just found it, and I was randomly reading something. So if you guys are interested in her tarot card reading, you should read this little article on LA Weekly. It was cute. Ooh. Somebody was very excited to find her in Echo Park reading tarot cards. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Well, we have a lot of interesting topics today. Why don't you start us off, Jesse? <laughs> All right, so we came in with that Ariana Grande because the poor girl had a rough no. week. Uh, Monday, she had a concert and uh, it was in Manchester, and there was a bomb over there. It happened to go off. Um, unfortunately, 22 people died, 119 injured. Um, Ariana had been taken back to the U.S. once it happened. I mean, and she got a lot of heat. You know, we'd be loving to talk about black Twitter. Black, uh, a lot of people were coming at Ariana. Um, and Pierce Morgan, one of them. Oh, again? Yeah, who kept saying he thought it was t- uh, tacky that she didn't go see the victims in the hospital uh, oh, where the come queen did it. on. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Th- I think Ariana kind of gets a pass on this. Uh, there's a fan account that's saying that Ariana is going to pay for the, some of the funerals that yeah. hasn't been confirmed by her camp at all. Um, but it's out there, so maybe that's something that she wants to do in silence. Or, but I mean, this is to me. It's like this is a tragedy for her to have to deal with this. Yeah, like, exactly. It was that her show? I don't. I don't find fault with her for doing that. I might. First thing I'd want to do is probably be around my family or, yeah. or the people I love. I would, you know, I, if she's gonna especially donate some of her money to some of the families for whatever the reasons are, and then also I heard that they're refunding all the tickets mm-hmm. um, yeah, back to everyone that, who, yeah. was, who was there. So I mean, I don't find fault with her for wanting to be, get out of there and be with her family. Me I mean, either. it's a yeah. crazy moment. I would be traumatized actually. To know she probably is. A lot of people that, are saying she's show, like still and, in shock. Yeah. And like that to have that burden and feel any kind of responsibility for it, even though you know it's not your fault, like you feel responsible. Like that was your show and it's happened at your show. And for Give the rest break, of your okay? life, for the like, rest of your life, this logo is gonna be associated with you the and death not of not to mention that people. like that's your job <laughs> that you do all the time. So at some point, ideally she wants to go back to doing it, yeah. but to have to get on stage again after something like this happens and like constantly be thinking it could happen again. Oh yeah. my God, this has happened once. It could happen again. It's one thing when it's never happened and it's a possibility, and you're like, ah, oh, it's probably not going to happen to me. But then it happens to you, yeah. and then you have to continue to exist through that. Like, get a girl a break. Shut up, Piers Morgan. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as who's responsible, what were we going to say? Oh no, go ahead. I was. 
you were getting into it. Go ahead. As far as who's responsible for this, so there are eight people, uh, eight suspects that they have. Uh, Salman Abedi is uh, what they're saying, the, the head of this, um, which they actually are kind of worried because they found chemicals in his apartment uh, leading to that there might be a second bombing somewhere. Uh, which, side note, um, with Pride coming up and like things like that, I wasn't even thinking this. But like my friend was like, are you going to go to Pride? I was like... I mean, I don't know. He was like, with not with all these bombings, I was like, oh my gosh, I really haven't like really thought about like it, you really really have to live in a day and age <laughs> where you really about, have to think about are you going to go out? Yeah. Well, because, you know that that's true. I mean, that's actually something I was talking about with my family. The saddest thing out of all this, outside of the tragedy, of course, is the fact that you know we already were fearful about going to the movie theaters because of what was know? happening before, and now it's like you can't you can't even go out and have entertainment with just have a good time. I mean, the stories of this of the family, they were talking about it's like seven seven parents were killed as part of the victims. And they were talking about how, you know, those kids were never going to, you know, have their parents again. And they were just going to an entertaining family night yeah. concert. Or just like, you know, young kids, couples. It just, it hits so many people. It, it makes you fearful. I always say that I'm scared to go to the mall sometimes because... The mall in California, I always think, is like a place where... Well, the where, Beverly Center, my, my friend Or the Grove. Yeah. It just yeah. freak, freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? So, But, like, I just... It's so crazy. I don't even want to say it, but, like, my, when my friend brought that pride thing up, I was just like, oh, I'm really not going this year. So. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but I, I hate to be like, well, you know, they kind of had the situation last year where they, they wouldn't do it again this year because security would be heightened. But people are crazy. No, it doesn't people, matter. They don't care about security. That If you're doing suicide bombs and all that, like, sure. like, they don't care about any of that. So I know it. I know that it's that whole argument like, should we change live our lives fear. and live in fear versus like, are you just being an informed, smart person to choose to stay away from large events like that with huge crowds of people? Like, I. Right now. I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, but for this time, this time has been for what, mm. the last, what, six or seven years yeah. when it's been like the random attacks in random places. And there's like, there before this even happened, Europe, all of Europe had like, a major warning about large events going into the summer because yeah. I guess they had some intelligence saying that some of these like concert events and concert venues were targets for attacks. So it's sort of like, do I take that and hear that? I'm like, no, I'll live my life anyway. Or do I take the whole point of intelligence and why we pay taxes and for all of this to happen as informed information and make an informed decision not to attend? Yeah, I mean, it's just scary, too, because you just never know where it's going to happen at. You know I mean? We had the stuff with Paris a few years ago mm. or, what, a year and a half yeah. ago or so. Uh, and, you know, obviously the things that happened in Orlando. We had the things that happened in Santa Monica last year. Probably, you know, it's a lot. You just Mind never you know. Still haven't brought everywhere. our girls back. Still <laughs> haven't brought our girls well, back. some of them yeah. came some back. Some of them came yeah. back. But, you know, majority <laughs> of them, you know. We just don't know. And then it's scary, too, because of this kid. They said that he had gone and gotten training. Um, he had flown out of the country or flown to, uh, I think, is it Libya? Libya? Uh, to receive training, police were saying. And that, you know, there's, there, like you were saying, there was nine other people. But who know? They, they know that there's other people involved in this. Um, the, it's just overall it makes me quite nervous just to know what's going to happen next because it's not ending. Well, on a positive note, let's switch on to something that we can look forward to because where Twitter, you know, went crazy with this Manchester bombing, they have also done some good. So there was this (laughs) picture that uh, surfaced of Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o from the front row at the Miu Miu fashion show. And it went viral, and basically uh, everyone, you know, on Tumblr and Twitter, they take a picture and they put, like, a little meme above it. Uh, and it said that they, 
The two look like they're on a heist. It looks like Rihanna targets rich white men, and Lupita Nyong'o is her uh, geeky nerd assistant. Um, well, this went viral, and someone said that Issa Rae should write the script and Ava DuVernay should direct, direct it. it yeah. And this went so viral that Netflix actually picked it up from Cannes fin- Film Festival next year and put this into motion. So Issa Rae apparently is already writing She's the already script. She's already writing the script. And it, the, it should go into production in 2018. Af- after Ava's done with yeah. Wrinkle in Time. This is the most exciting thing that's uh, happened to me in a long you're, time. You're very was, excited about no, this. No, because like, first of all, when I saw the picture from the fashion show, because I was like looking at the fashion show stuff, I was like, yes, they look so good. That is the best picture ever. And then when that girl <laughs> tweeted that and it went all over the place, I was like, that is so smart. Why didn't I think of that? And then when Rihanna responded and was like, Pete, let's do it, I was like, oh my God, they're friends. This is going to happen. And then uh, Lupita <laughs> responded back on Twitter like, yeah, girl, I'm down. And then Ava was like, I would totally be down to direct. I was like, Twitter is bringing the world together. It is not the end of the world because of social media. And this is happening. And I am so excited. And you need to put your, your name in there for I'm the so cast, and they need to cast I'll you as a role in this. I'll be your auntie. Like, tell me whatever. I'll do whatever. <laughs> but I did wonder what's going to happen to the girl that tweeted the idea. Well, they're saying who is the actual girl because it was, like, shifted around as far as what the concept of the story is. So what she said is they'll be given uh, respect in some manner. So I don't... Respect. I'm in, Like, in this... In other words, respect. get your, get your contract together. I want to check, honey. Girl, you, get whoever wrote that, you better find you a lawyer. We I got a lawyer for you. He's, not, he's in the studio right now. He's not on on camera, but, you know, because I Because I've seen two different girls promoted as the original... There's one as on Twitter and then there's messy. one on Tumblr. So I don't know. This could be an interesting because we've never seen something like I this like happen credit before. credit in a check. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's... Like, oh, you're going to get your Twitter name apparent no, in the movie? I don't want no special thanks. No, no, you no. Want I want a check. check. I want a check. <laughs> and a credit. Okay. Yes. And, and I want to meet Rihanna yes. at the party when a I'm creative, invited. And then inv- invites to the party. Creative parties. producer, yes. creative writer, creative consultant. Consultant. Consultant, producer, something. Give me something. I need to be, I'm just, I'm not, it don't have to be a big check, but it needs to be an acknowledgement. You need an acknowledgement and some some networking opportunities for us. Absolutely. Because that was a really good idea. Great idea. That or Easter egg gonna write a whole different type of movie. But I still think the girl would be able to fight it because it's like it's if you base it off this, by, t- yeah, this picture that by. I picked that I felt like commenting and on. And so I know if she writes a whole nother, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good because she's great, but like I want that movie. Yeah. Like yeah. I want, even though I had a moment because y'all know how I feel about Rihanna in a movie. No, but her as you a know scammer what, no. though. But here's the thing uh, but, did you see her on Bates Motel? She did a good job on Bates Motel. I'm sorry, I gotta give her props for this. You, did you see it? Before you sip in inside, I am me, did you see it? I saw it? her in Base Motel. I saw her in Battleship. Pacific Rim. Battleship is not, I'm not going to oh, count wait, Battleship. No, it was Battleship. Was she in Pacific Rim? No, no it was Battleship. No, she's in a new one, though, that's coming out with um, like um, the model right. from London. Valeri- Valerian? Yeah, Valerian? Whatever. I don't know what that is. Love Rihanna. Right. Love, love her. her. Love her. Love Beyonce, Can't wait too, to see this movie. We'll see. It'll be great. Cara, Cara Delvin. Cara Delvin. There you go. She's really? in a movie with her coming out pretty soon. Who the heck is Cara Delvin? She's, She's model, like the biggest actress. model in, oh, in the world. I, wait, okay. With the eyebrows. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just right, like, don't be hating yeah, on whatever. Her. <laughs> wait, before you move <laughs> into that story, Court, I do want to give one quick yes, shout sir. out. Um, you know. Just because we were talking about the tragedy of Manchester, but the two homeless guys, Stephen Jones and Chris Parker, who were homeless and helped victims the as they were, you know, in the middle of this bombing, they literally were 
trying to get people to safety. So shout out to those two because yes. they didn't get as much acknowledgement as I think that I they should one, have. I saw one. I saw an article, just one though. Yeah. Them. But yeah. Hopefully they'll be doing like the circuit or something. Maybe they can get a new job. Circuit. You know, like the TV circuit. Oh, get okay. a new job. You know, something. I don't know. Yes. Not be homeless anymore. Well, something. That would be great. Whatever. Something. Works. That's a good idea. Yeah. So can I do my story uh, now, now or am I still now, waiting? Now you can do, do you your stories. Do you got something else to throw no, in you know what? Let me, let me okay. see what I got Make here. sure Actually, you have any wanna, other notes no, that you want to. Okay. No, go ahead. Well, I want to tell you guys that <laughs> Mom I'm, and dad are fighting, guys. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I have to tell you guys I'm really excited because for the first time and I don't know how long, Jesse gave me stories that aren't depressing and angering. So I can be happy no and jolly. No Trump this week, guys. There's so much positivity going into this Memorial Day weekend that I get to share that I feel great about my life. So first up, we are going to talk about Obasi Shaw. I hope I said that correct. You are a Harvard student and you wrote an amazing 10-track rap album for your dissertation. And it's called Liminal Minds. By the way, it's available on SoundCloud for free. You guys should really check it out. He received the second highest grade in the department. It's the first time anybody has ever submitted this, submitted a rap album. As a, Sorry, it's not dissertation. It's his final thesis. Um... He doesn't have to do it because he's an undergrad, but if he wants to graduate with honors, then he has to do it um, this year. So he submitted 10-track album. Basically, it is um, each song is told from the perspective of a different character. It was inspired by Geoffrey Chaucer's 14th century piece, The Canterbury Tales, and it mm. focuses on black identity in America. This 20-year-old from Stone Mountain, Georgia... Shout out to my Atlanta brother. Um, he is uh, undergraduate at the university. His mom is actually sort of the inspiration for why he chose to do this. Because most people would like write an essay or write a selection of poetry or whatever. He did a rap album because his mom had heard him do open mics for different... Um, he writes his own. He writes rap all the time, whatever. And he would do open mics. And she was like, why don't you try that for your Harvard thesis? And he was like, ah, that's ahead, a mom. good idea. So he turned it in. First time it's ever happened. His um, advisor is an lecturer, English lecturer Josh Bell said he was impressed with the student's creation, um, praised the album for its fluidity and both it's an academic piece and an artistic achievement. Um, again, the album is available online. When Shaw graduates, no, he does not want to be a rapper right now, supposedly. He wants to be a software engineer at Google. So, do I don't know. Like, do that. You know. But I did listen to the whole thing. Okay. I listened to a whole rap album, y'all. And it was, no, it was actually really brilliant. Like, it was super, He's like, got the skills. well thought out. Like, and it, lyrically, it was amazing. And it was very thought provoking. I thought he did a brilliant job. And he even, like, he has a little um, comment on there saying, like, it's not, like, perfectly mastered and all this extra, like, whatever the special, like, sound engineering stuff. But he's got some people singing hooks. Like, he's, he really did his thing. And so congratulations to him. And shout out to um, Harvard for accepting it and yeah. not, like, chastising Looking him for it. And they also recently added two rap albums to the Harvard Library because they've deemed them as, like, culturally significant and important pieces of work. And those two albums are To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, and Illmatic by Nas. Really? I, th I thought Jay-Z might be one of them. Sorry! Hmm. Although those are two That's great albums. I thought those were two really interesting. I mean, like, those really? are, yeah, I mean, I can't. Now, it didn't confirm that those are the only ones in the library, okay. but it made it seem like those were I'm... just newly acknowledged as culturally significant. Illmatic so. was a great album, yeah. though. Mm -hmm. Came from so go, you brother. Not only are you graduating from Harvard, but you are just brilliant, and you have an amazing Breaking future ahead of you. And you brought back the high-top fade. Sure did. Yours is real high. 
Yo, it is really high. It's, it's majority of the screen. I'm not mad at you, bro. I, I ain't mad. I'm ain't not mad at you either. It's all good. All right. And <laughs> second good Close news up. of the week. He's so happy. Look at him. He's like, happy. I'd be happy too. I'd be, I'd be, I'd too. be happy too. <laughs> I'd be real happy. My cheese would be second highest. My, my cheese would be across the entire screen. Sure, I'd be like, he Google. got an A minus. I can imagine what Google is right. That's what I'm saying. How did you got an A minus? On your thesis at Harvard. Yeah, that's big. Child. Like, I, in I my dreams. You know, some of those days you look at him like, dang, I'm really an underachiever. Thank mm-hmm. God there's so many high achievers out there. Thank but, God they know. let me sit up here at this table. You know, and talk about the and talk high about achievers. All the high achievers. <laughs> sip water on that one. <laughs> <laughs> to my underachievement. Good job. Woo, congratulations. Next. All right, next story. We have a construction company. That, you know, I'm excited about this story, but I'm also really irritated, so mm-hmm. I'm going to get through it, though. Okay, so there is a black woman-owned construction company, which is super exciting, that has been awarded the grant um, to fund uh, the contract to help mm-hmm. restore the pipelines in Flint, Michigan. So for all of y'all that thought that was kind of over and done with because you ain't really heard about it much anymore, them people still ain't got no water they can drink. Nasty. Anyway, Still a lot of health issues. So mm-hmm. the city got a $97 million settlement to replace the corroded pipes by 2020. Y'all, is 2017. This has been going on <laughs> for five years. Yeah. And we just learned about it three years ago. And they still ain't going to have no water till 2020. But I guess we're supposed to be excited that they will have they're talking about by it. By 2020, they're working what on it. Was it like a 97 million? It was a 97 settlement? million dollar settlement. Um, this company will—it's a family-owned company. Um, Rhonda Grayer is the vice president of her family-owned company, and it's the biggest contract they've ever gotten. And they're getting 10.9 million dollars of that to do the majority of the work. Her husband is Jeff Gayer, and he's going to serve as the project manager on it. And he just kind of told the news that they have um, laid a. 800 water lines that have to be replaced so far, and he hopes to have 6,000 replaced by the end of 2017. So it's a slow process. Some people are going to be... No, actually, no. They're still working on the whole thing. I just... I don't understand why... Okay. This is not a part of the story, but I just want to understand why $97 million, like, total settlement, whatever, whatever. Why is it that the government wasn't able to figure out how to give them... Because they end up... They hired, like, 20 new people, and they'll be able to hire some more people yep. over the next few years to help. And they're actual locals that, like, need the jobs in the yep. area. They're hiring some people that have been locked up, so they get to have jobs and sort of move forward. But I just can't understand why. They were given the $10 million, and then another group that'll handle something different was given another piece of the pie so that they can handle their part. Why wasn't enough money given to make mm-hmm. this happen Immediately. much quicker? Because yeah. I just, for me, I just, three, four years to change, and I get that it was something that, Yes, they changed the like system and where they were getting their water from, but if it's like pipes too and things like that that need to be replaced, that's something that happened over time, not something that just happened. So I get that they're saying, Oh, it's gonna take time to do it, but like if we invested the money so they could hire the manpower to do it faster, I just don't understand why that's not okay. But we are excited that it's still happening. We are also excited that a black construction company has gotten the deal. That was big. Um and the governor is, you know, Trying to make it happen as fast as he can. But my question is, okay, so how many, how many lawsuits are going to actually be taking place in the next few years when people start to realize that they, their health, because of what's happened, is, is but affected? But they already realize. I mean, they Kids know that some, some already know. But I mean, there's going to be a tremendous, especially with this not happening until 2020. There's still going to be a tremendous amount of people who are affected by this. It's just a mess. Like I, no, I can't even begin to think of how they could even try to. I mean, just. 
I might move. But like a lot of like that, that's not everybody's move. No, like everybody doesn't have option. the ability yeah. to because no, I get they it. would. It's like that's like people that lived in New Orleans when Katrina happened. Right, like you didn't, they, you couldn't they didn't have you the lost means everything. to leave. Yeah, you didn't have it. Yeah. And it's just shock. I don't know. Wait, it's America, y'all. I'm gonna just be happy. That we the, they at least do it. The something Wrangling now. Brothers for the next how many years? But it's just I don't know. It's sick. They, they, it's water. It's water. Like, it's 2017. It's, like, it's America, when I, when man. I read we should the story have clean water. When I read the story, it just, I just take it for granted. I realize I take water for granted. I don't even think about it. To not have it. Can you imagine not having water? No. Nope. I, I can't even. It just it goes beyond me. A whole city not having clean water for years. Years. In this country. Like, it's bad enough that it exists anywhere in, in, anywhere but absolutely. in this country to me it's just an abomination like i don't I, and a I, city not not just a small nothing that makes a difference if it's a small town but like this is a city mm-hmm. you know a major city well, god bless america congratulations on getting that contract guys and work hard and get them get all replaced done. and I haven't seen Trump say much about that. I don't know the details about like the settlement and how much of that went to families with health problems Mm. and medical care and that kind of thing. But we praying for y'all. Trump, why don't you tweet about that? Trump, why don't you not tweet ever in life again? Well, that's a different (laughs) subject. I thought we were going to leave him out this today. I didn't bring him up. He brought him up. (laughs) Sorry. I don't even call him Trump usually. I I I really tried to skip around it with the Manchester. But this ain't Trump's fault. You know what I'm saying? It ain't Trump's fault. There's some whole lot of shady. And shout out to Melania for not wanting to hold her man's hand twice. That's what we assume. The, okay, we're just assuming. Yes, we're assuming. All right. Maybe. I'm maybe maybe she didn't see it. the second the second video. I don't think she actually saw his hand. The first one she saw his hand. Second video. I don't think. I she mean, did. but he old. Like he may be one of them guys that you know, like how some old people they be playing with the things in their teeth after they eat something. Like, she was just like, nah, I'm not how trying to. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Okay. And he oh, looked yeah. like he one of them type of people that play that with his dentures like that. Yeah. Or other things. I don't know. Like, Just, remember yeah. Invite Only on, on uh, Bravo? Yeah. yeah. The girl that bite her neck. Like, oh, bite the finger. Like, I feel like he, like, does things like that. That would be like... Yeah, okay. We'll change the subject. All right. Friday. We're going to move on to the ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week now that I got his fingernails. I know. That's brain. mad. Now I'm thinking about dirty, like... Ugh. You know, like oh, me- <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, old people. What do you, what, okay. Jesse not- be coming up with stuff that... We don't even, we'll know. Move on. What you all talking right, about, all right, all right. What's going Eero on? Web Story Spotlight of the Week. We ready? All right, here we go. We didn't get a sound effect. We didn't get our sound though. effect. Ronnie, where you at? Ronnie. You at? There we go, Ronnie. <laughs> you know, I like that sound effect. Give me, give me, give me that again, Ronnie. Nope. Or not. Okay. Wow, wow. All right, okay. Well, there we go. Ronnie and a dragon. Ronnie, what you, Ronnie, you got vodka in that booth? Uh, no, I just, I, I'm enjoying your show so much, okay. but I, I do drink vodka, yes. All right. Not well, today, though. Not today. All right, or well, um, well, this is, I, when I saw this story and sent it over to you this week, I thought it was interesting. I thought it'd be something interesting to talk about. We've talked about rap music and, and the word, the N-word being used, and if it's right for black people to be able to use it, and white people can't use it, and the back and forth of that, and who gets to use it. Well, Dear White People, which is blown up, congratulations to them, Logan Browning, who is one of the stars on the show, and also director Justin Simeon stopped by Huffington Post, Black Voices, this week, and they were talking about a variety of things with uh, Dear White People, and they addressed a couple of questions that they just kind of were like kind of going back and forth about. One was, why is the title Dear White People Acceptable versus Dear Black People Not Being Acceptable? So what their response was to that is that all of American culture is technically dear black people. So this is not considered or should not be considered a double standard. Do you guys agree with that? 
Is the question saying, should this show be called Dear White People or a show no, just like a, it? Like, a show being called, like we have this show called Dear White People. And there have been complaints that people have said, like, whatever. why is it yeah, called I Dear mean, White People? I mean, when the movie came out, you know, they complained. Yeah. But so it, some have said if a movie or show is called Dear Black People and it was written by white people, mm-hmm. it would cause an uproar and people would it be would pissed. It would cause an so uproar. They're saying, so, so the question is... Is it one acceptable versus the other, and why? Well, I mean, I agree with what they said. Like, life is dear white people. Our whole lives have been dear white people. Like, that's life. But if somebody wrote a movie to give me a message as a black person from a white... I would love to... Be fascinated to I'm accepting. I'm sure people will just see it just like with this movie. Yeah. They just see a title and they make a judgment based on the title. I'm not that person. It's if I see content. dear black people, I'm like, well, what you gonna tell me that I need to know? <laughs> right. Okay, let, let, let me, let me find out. Loves to be informed, I so would she love would. to know. I would love it, love it, love it. And I actually think <laughs> if I were a white person and that I were doing funny. a movie called Dear Black People, I would do a movie about what it's like to be a white person uncomfortable dealing with black people because would, they're always afraid of being racist or being whatever. Absolutely. Then I, I mean, like, we would, I would be watch like, that. And I really don't think black people would trip as much as people are thinking they would trip. Because right. if that's the concept of what's happening, like, or if the concept was in a lot, if it, the concept was dear black people and you got white folks all in the, you know, with the Klan and we got hoods on and we gonna be concerned and we gonna right. be upset. Like, right. we don't have a problem with that. But... But if the context is just as equal as to dear white people, then people will understand and resonate with it. Like, So you agree there's no double standard. Do you think that there's no double standard as well? Okay, I don't think there's a double standard for this because I, I you know, our entire lives have been focused on <laughs> dear, dear black people. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that there is a double standard. But the irony of that is that there's a lot of white people who have seen dear white or dear Dear uh, white people, we don't and, know which one it is. yeah, I'm like no. white, wait, wait, white, wait, black, what? Wait, no, no white people have the, one of the bigger people who are commenting have been white people about their white people, saying that they loved it and that they enjoyed it and that they really under, got a, a, a cultural understanding after watching this, pro, you know, seeing this project. Yeah. So, you know, on a side note, all right, number two is using the N word a double standard in our society. Me and they said this is what I'm going to give their their answers first. They say no. They say. White people use it as a racist word, and black people use it as a term of endearment. Do you guys agree with that? I, I, I mean, no, no. I always like feel like I shouldn't say anything. Go ahead. You're the white boy on the panel. You're the white boy on the panel. We have to have an opinion. So my thing is, is this. Like, my best friend growing up used it like it was just the word the. Like, literally. It was just always in my ear. And so... And they but were then, black. And black, yeah. Okay. And then my female friend who's black, she hated the word and, like, explained why she hated the word. Like, for her and her family, like, her her parents or grandparents, like, they took it as a, a term, a negative term. So, because they're both my friends and my, one of my friends feels some sort of way about it, like, for me, it was like, okay, this word is just not a word that is why, if it's going to cause anybody anything. So, to me, then when I hear it as a term of endearment, like, I just hear it coming out of my friend's mouth it's such a, like, it's weird because it's, like, a term of endearment, but then there's also this ignorance to it when it comes out of his mouth because it's just, like, when I hear my other friend who's also black and how it affects her and her family and, you know, where at a time her, you know, grandmother was around at a time where that word, you know, was extremely negative. Mm -hmm. And then to hear him use it and then, you know, see... 
friends of mine who are, are white or Hispanic using it like it's just butter, like just slapping it on some bread, like, oh my God, whoa, right, yeah. I don't, I, to me, it's just, I just feel like it, it's a word that it just was so negative and people still are so affected by it that it's just, why anyone saying it? Like, you know. So yeah, I don't, I don't like it. it. It bothers me, you know, but it's like for that reason. Courtney? So I've always kind of like waffled. I myself don't. It, it slips out occasionally, <laughs> but it's definitely a very rare occasion that mm-hmm. it slips out. Um, and I've always, it, it, it's always uncomfortable to hear it, even when it's a term of endearment, so to speak, from, especially like, because I got a friend that like uses it all the time, mm-hmm. like regular, like, and that makes me super uncomfortable. I like just hearing it, even if it's just us alone, like I'd be like, mm, you got to say can we use something else like it just makes me it just I don't like it so but at the same time I try to like slightly listen and I'm like okay yes can you take the power out of a word if you repurpose it maybe maybe they have but then if we're still fighting about whether white people can say it then we really haven't and then it's really funny that this is the topic we have because I kid you not like two days ago I can't remember what I was reading because I just be reading random stuff but I was reading an article talking about the word and how it's sort of evolved over history and it really sort of dived and dove into the concept of we're saying it's been repurposed. Like, we took it away from the white man, took the power out of it, and made it something that made us, like, kin- like it was like kinship for us. Right, kinship for us, right. But what people negate to sort of think about is that that actually isn't a new thing. Black people have always, since the word sort of existed as a derogatory term for them, used the word because they took onto their person the negativity that was being given to them, and they identified themselves that way. Mm -hmm. So back, there was, uh, I really wish I remember the details of all of this, but basically he was sort of saying, like, there was these interviews that were done with um, freed slaves, and they were talking about, like, their neighbors and who was, you know, basically their lives, like, at this point, and who they would call the N-word, how they called themselves the N-word, because they had embraced and accepted that sort of valuation of themselves that was given to them by somebody else, yes. So, But it was something that we've always used, whether we were slaves, once we were free, all of that. So this idea that we've taken it from the white man and removed it and turned it into something else is kind of a fallacy because we still are engaging in that identity that was given to us and we maybe should be thinking about actually breaking that identity and you're not breaking that identity by continuing the same thing that we've been doing for hundreds of years. And also it's like, okay, to say like, oh, taking it and use it only as a term of endearment, like, no, that's so not true. Exactly. You hear how many girls be like, oh, he's just a stupid ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still, there's still that negative there. It's like, like the word fuck, you can use it in a positive way, you can use it in a negative way. But it's just like, that's just to me. That's more of a generalized word versus this one, which has such. And even the Harvard here. guy that we just talked about, when he there was one specific song that he was talking about, but I'm just a in word. I can't even say it for real because I feel like my mama is gonna be like, I, just <laughs> I can't I, I like it makes me it. uncomfortable. But he, um, one of his songs is sort of talking about the n word, and uh, he's talking about freedom and. God, it was like three different things, and he's like, but an N-word can only have one, but everybody else gets all three. And it just, Mm. it it sort of was sitting on me today, and I was just like, because 
We say that it's something that doesn't have power anymore because we use it amongst us. But if we see a white person rapping about it, it gets under our skin. Absolutely. Period. And that means that that word is still empowered yeah. as a negative source. I don't care. Like, it, it, say what you want. Like, I think I'm starting to fall completely on the, like, we need to stop using it we, altogether. I, I don't, I, we don't need to use it. I, 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 I hate using it. I try not to use it. I think it's stupid that people think that it's a term of endearment. Um, I think that if we, I've had a long conversation with some of my relatives, my grandmother, and the the offense that she takes with the word, because people died because of that word. People got shot and 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 mauled and and beaten because of that word. And it and yeah, you're right. Back in slavery days, they used it against us as well because you would have the house slave and then you would have the field slave and house slaves calling the field slave the n-word and you know, one thinks they're better than the other and it you know, to justify it even in music is is not I hate it too because you know some people are like, well, it's in music and you know it, catchy. It, it's, it makes it catchy and it takes the takes the, the the sting out of it. I don't think so. If that's the case, like kind of what you said, Courtney, if that was the case, we would not get offended by anyone using the word. I wouldn't get offended if a white friend called me that word. I wouldn't get offended if a black friend called me that word, whatever. But especially a white friend, and you can't put it in music and then tell one group that they can't use it and then tell another group, well, I'm black, so I can use it. If a white kid in, in Oregon's listening to Jay-Z or, or, or whoever, Drake, and they're using the N-word, it's no different than a black kid in Maryland listening to it, too. It's just that the, we, we as black people you know, are, are, know what the word means. And, and, yeah, I guess you can say that some people use it for endearment, but I, I don't know how you can tell one group not to use it versus another group. It, it just doesn't fly to me. It shouldn't be used at all. But, see, I also – but then I get caught because, see, that you just made me want to retract because having listened to that kid's album um, online today – he needed to use it for what he was doing. So, like, to take it completely out of our lexicon and, like, like, it's hard because you want to say, for art purposes, like, I do think there's value in the use of the word. Okay, but do and, are uh, they using it artistically? What I'm saying is, but that's what I'm saying, but who gets, the, we, it's hard, like, that line of who gets to determine what's actually artistic and what's bullshit, like, it's not, it's, it, 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 it's murky. So, it's, for me, like listening to the home dudes today, I'm like that word. It, it made sense. He was doing an evaluation of black people throughout history in this country and what's going on right now. And that specific song was kind of talking about police brutality and things like that. Like I felt like it it had power and it had meaning. And there was not another word that should have been used. Like I think that the N word was necessary and it made sense and it, it and it was. Empower, it was a powerful piece based right. on that. But at the same time, if Fabulous, uh, I don't know, Big Sh- I, I named Fabulous. Why you said, Big Sh- you I don't even know where that came from. Like, there was, there was a, a crate of old, old rap and, and hip-hop artists. I, you, you, you pulled that one no, from that crate. I know, I know. That I mystical? Like, yeah, I was like, I know. <laughs> right. You might as well say Chuck Joe D. Joe Budden. Chuck no. D. When Chuck D uses it. Okay. This is, this is, Pablo. Right, Petey Pablo. Look, I got Grandmaster Flash and we just got... No, right. that, that came from somewhere. It was because somebody posted a quote from a fabulous song today, and that's why that's in my brain. Excuse, like, whatever. The point was, 
that, like, the randomness of it, and I get it still happens, like, wherever it's, like, in every song all the time, and I don't necessarily personally think it's a value in every song, but if we say that it has a place in art, then who gets to determine what actually is art and what is being expressed artistically, and should that word sure, be used? Right. But it would, I don't think it would be used in, to the extent that it's being used if people were uh, had the, the moral understanding as to why, you know, it shouldn't. But some people have the moral understanding. They just think we're far enough removed from it that we shouldn't have to debate it anymore. And if they want to use it, they should be allowed to use it to express whatever they're trying to express. Don't use it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I don't said. Don't use it. I rolled back on my own argument. I don't know. Man, good. the N-word just... Well, well, we'd like to know what you guys think. Tweet us. You know, write in a comment. Write in a comment on YouTube. Let us know what you think about the usage of the N-word. Is it something that should just be removed from society, or are we... Removed from society. You know, are we... Uh, being double standards here by saying some people can use it, some people can't. We want to know what you guys think. Side note, I still fall on the side. White folks, ain't no reason for you to fight to use the N-word. <laughs> Just let it go. Black people Stop need to figure it in. Black people need to figure that shit out. In. Don't get me wrong, but like white folks, y'all just need to leave it alone. Just, 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 just don't. It's not, it's not worth the fight. Like, why are you fighting for it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why are you fighting for Robert E. Wait. Lee's statue to still be standing up somewhere? Like, I let mean, it go. Don't even get started. Like, on let that it go. One. Just let yeah. it go. You're right about that. Just free yourself. <laughs> you you are free. Cheetos is in office, y'all. Anything oh, can happen. Free. Like, you're free. <laughs> Super free. Let it go. We're here. We're here. Anyway, sorry. Well, that's all right. But speaking of the N word, someone who's been called the N word several times on social media, our girl oh. Leslie Jones. Yes, she has. But we're going to talk about something positive with her, actually. Leslie, as you know her from Saturday Night Live and the Ghostbusters star, uh, she is now going to be hosting the 2017 BT Awards. Hey. They're taking place June 25th, which is right around the corner. Again, crazy. Yes. Uh, at the, the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. And this is what Jones had to say about it. She said, I am so excited to be hosting the BT Awards this year. BET was the first network and place where I was on TV. I'm looking to turn this whole experience into a joyful homecoming. I am tired of everybody being sad and angry. I want people to laugh. You can't do the event without touching on certain topics, but I'm trying to make it funny. She said it's really just about pulling the elephants out the room, and actually I'll make the elephants in the room laugh all about it. So Yay. I'm, excited. I'm excited for I her. Think she's gonna be I think she's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and she, I feel like she's going to really go in on some of her jokes too. That's what I'm excited about. But I don't think she's going to. I don't think she's going to take it too political. I think she's going to keep it real cute and fun and light. I, that's why I'm really excited about her her being doing this because. Well, not, I don't even mean on like a political tip. I mean it just like calling people out. You know what I mean? You know, rumors or oh, like or the Kardashians, the Kardashians kind of or stuff. Nicki Minaj and Nas. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like know? we're gonna get. Gets. I'd like to see who her friends yeah. are going to be that she brings out. I would. I would like to see that too. So, Beyonce and Bruno Mars have topped the nominations list with seven and five, um, and Chance the Rapper Solange also uh, have tied with four nominations. So mm-hmm. it should be a great show. A lot of good performances. I mean, they've been. I, I will give BET this because I hosted the experience for the last three years. They have definitely upped their game and just the performance value. I mean, what was it last year that Beyonce opened yeah. with? Yeah. I mean, it was just. I mean, you open with Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Um, she'll be nursing them babies. She'll be nursing year. those babies. This should be sitting at <laughs> home being like, thank y'all. Allegedly. What do you mean, allegedly? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm this kidding. time, that's the funny this, part. This, this time, this is just this, real. This time, I believe she it. Yeah, this real. time, I believe Everybody it. Everybody believes it. This time, this time I believe it. Her check. face done changed. The baby <laughs> all the way out here. Yeah, like, she, yeah. she, she, she pregnant. She's making sure she had hella photo shoots to show these bellies. Yes. On reality check, Ashley said, congratulations on your first pregnancy to Beyonce. She's such a jerk. 
Beyonce carried that first baby, y'all. In her hands, right when she, she got just it from did the surrogate. I want y'all to see her. She's like, thank you for perfect. my baby so blue. You only saw her in the first like five, four and a half. I don't know. Months. I still go back to that MTV to performance, that. and they do the the slow mo of the video of her her waist, and they're like, there ain't no babies in there. No, when she's she sitting on that y'all. interview, it, in everybody life. claims the interview that was just a puffy dress. She wasn't that pregnant at that point, y'all hating that. Pregnant. If she had a surrogate, she would just be like, yo, I did a surrogate. Bump y'all. Would she? Yes. Why wouldn't she? Cause. Who's ashamed of a surrogate in this day and age? When you're trying to have Jana that snatch bot. <laughs> she afraid of her child, the first child, apparently. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. You, sorry, Janet. Don't. But that was like that. 1972 when the first one came, so that was a different world. She that was a different world. She had to be ashamed. And we still don't know which one it is. We still don't know. Y'all, We still don't know. We still don't know. And the alleged baby father acting crazy, running away from vehicles okay. and hit and runs. Nobody's and... talking about the DeBarges. All right. We're going to talk about the DeBarges. All right. Leslie, congratulations, because it was a tough year for her last year with the whole Ghostbuster, Twitter attacks. Her yeah, new photos leaked, all that stuff. I love that she's come back and she's still winning. After all that. And I still didn't even look at her. Well, that's what you need to do. I was going to say, like, just leak some new photos. She should Listen, be like, you need to be like the team moms. I just read the thing about the new team mom or one of the team moms. I just need to be like the team moms. Just mom. met with Vivid to do a porn team. Yeah, I saw that. I'm really upset. Amber Portwood, don't do it, girl. This don't is the second it. teen mom yeah, that's doing it's this? The, it's but the, she's the one that has, like, a substance abuse problem. She's been in rehab. Like, she's got her baby back, Amber Portwood. And she got that crazy, like, sorry, we are not talking about team mom. No, we're not. We're, you know, it's okay. I decided but to stop. I know I there are fans out there. America. There are some fans out there. All right, where can fans find you? You fans can find me all over social media. Not at Vivid. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. I would just laugh and like it would never be a movie. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm Maybe everywhere. That could be at, your... Shut okay. up. At Stuart Starlet. <laughs> well, where would you... that's what I'm saying. Y'all can find me at DJ Jesse Jake. Uh, you can find me at Derek Christian. Maybe at Vivid. But naked running down the street. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> if you give me a lot of tequila. Uh, you can find me at Daryl Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye, Sweating. Guys. Sweating them bombs. It's <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Undergaro, Daryl Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. I, like, and I'm... views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.